Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the American's perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Karn, and Mike Steenstra. Hey, welcome to to Rooster and the Devil. Welcome back, mother. Deep breaths. Jesus Christ, we're off for like 14 days and we can't even figure out how to record anymore. We're even doing it the easy way now. We're we're just doing it on Skype instead of trying to locally record everything, and all of a sudden shit goes to hell. Now I'm fair, afraid that I'm not using my uh, microphone for the recording. So. so you should set it in settings, by the way. You can designate the audio device. Designate the audio device. Blue snowball. Here it is. Just keep Blue it going snowball. there, folks. <laughs> so we're gone for snowball. What I think has been our first pause in... I don't know. Taking a week off, it's been a while, and, and since the crazy since we started, yeah. yeah, a little bit of an omen there. Um, pretty wild stuff. We had some real world stuff, which is much more important than football teams over in another continent. Um, wild stuff, wild stuff, and then on the football pitch, of course, it was. Uh, a, yeah. yeah, let's just say we're pretty shaken up about it. It was, it was a week to be shaken up. And the world turns. That's that's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I, should, I don't know if I want to keep that in there, but I'm going to because Rooster and Devil don't give no fucks. We know no limits. We know no limits. So where where the hell should we start, you guys? I don't even know. Jimmy, you're, you know, United has so much going on. Spurs has so much going on. Like, where do we even go? So, uh let's uh i'll 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 give you guys my my 10 cent recap of of the game on sunday um you know we're we're away at bremel lane um sheffield is actually on a five game unbeaten streak although i think four of those were ties but even so you know like i think um kind of lost in all of the chaos so far this season is just how surprising sheffield has been from a performance standpoint you know um they, yeah. they've looked they've looked so impressive um personally like I, I i texted you guys this i didn't see your response but it's okay uh just me going on about um how i thought i think i said at the end of last year that i was okay if we sold De Gea and moved on um i i couldn't feel more justified in that now after seeing how good dean henderson has looked for sheffield united in goal obviously he didn't play on sunday because you can't play against your parent club in the english premier league which is crazy <laughs> Right. I did not know that until I saw that. I was like, what? In fact, it's yeah, a weird it's a weird thing that you can't though. I feel like you should be totally allowed to. Yeah, I mean it it comes up I mean obviously in domestic play. Um I remember a couple of years ago um uh Thibaut Courtois was playing for Atletico Madrid on loan from from Chelsea. Yeah. And they ended up meeting I want to say it was the semifinals or like the quarterfinals of um, uh, the Champions League and Chelsea was like bitching a fit that uh, Kutfal was going to get to play and there's no rule against it for the Champions League that you can't play um, I think he ended up playing but I think Chelsea won I think that was the year Chelsea won the 
the um, Champions League. Any, anyway, so it's it's a it's an English Premier League thing. I think it's like just within the league. I don't think it matters for um, Champions League competitions. But yeah, so anyway, Dean Henderson's looked fantastic. I would, uh, you know, with all of the other um, youth movement we have going on, um, I think it just would have made sense to move in that direction. I don't think even United thought he'd be this good. So. Um, United look, uh, but Sheffield United look great. You know, they got out to a, um, De Gea is not your problem this year though. I think he's playing. Okay. He's, he's not a bad keeper. I'm just saying like, I think we're paying him like 400,000 pounds a week. You could have Henderson for, (laughs) for, for 30,000. Um, that's neither here nor there. They have enough money. For comparison, Kane makes between 250 and 300, probably less. Yeah. Um, you know, got up early They were um, up one nothing at halftime, two nothing shortly after the break, um, and then a flurry of goals. Brandon Williams getting his first Premier League goal um, on a, a right-footed volley from inside the box. Nice shot. Um, not a lot of celebration. Everyone's just kind of like, okay. Right after that, Mason Greenwood, Mason Greenwood, comes onto the field, and he scores what is his first Premier League goal ever. So two guy, uh, two kids scoring their first Premier League goals. Ties it up, and then just two minutes later, Marcus Rashford um, puts in a third. We're up 3-2, and like, uh, chaos ensues. Um, they try to hold on, try to hold on, try to hold on. Um, Sheffield is pushing. They play really well. And then McBurney um, gets the equalizer. I know a lot of people were like, oh, it was a handball. And if you watch it, it wasn't, you know. Um, it bounced across. It took like a, like a weird hit, but it caught him up here in the shoulder area. Um, it, was a, it was a good finish from him. Um, and they, and they tie the game. It was fantastically fun to watch. Um, I'm not that mad, especially since they're ahead of us in the table. For, uh, so for us to get a point away in the form they're in, um, I was pretty happy. Got to see lots of young guys play. And as far as I'm concerned, I'm not worried about any particular recently fired coach breathing down Ali's neck, at least not today. Um, because he hasn't even been coached for a year yet, so I'm not ready to just move on every I six used to think like you, and then I just saw something I never thought I'd see this year within that's, that short amount of time. And I'm that's after, like, soccer that's after, is ruthless. That's five and a half years. That's different than less than a calendar year. And that's uh, especially for for whatever you might think about Ali's tactics or his, I mean, frankly, his experience as a head coach. Um, in my mind, just from being a kid and watching him growing up, like he's a club legend more so than any of those other guys. They're all like, you know, David Moyes was handpicked by Ferguson. He Coach got a Gino year. Gino is a club legend. <laughs> sure. After five, five seasons, uh, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get in the argument, but you know, Ali won a lot with probably some of the best United teams of the early part of the two thousands. Do you anyway. think there's plenty of leash uh, given given that he's got enough equity there? Because a yeah, lot of Jimmy, a lot of pundits are saying terrible. like Christmas. A lot of pundits are going, oh, Christmas and ESPN FC, the trash that is ESPN FC. So I, well. I, I think it's, it's really, good to hear that from you, though. Is what I'm tr- I'm trying to say. It, that's it, encouraging it, that you believe that. That's, that. It, it is like in my mind, it, it is. But at the same time, you're right. There is a coach of a certain caliber that's out there that was mentioned before Ollie was hired in the first place. So it's, it's hard not to, you know, think down that vein, but as I sit here today, I'm, and I'm totally honest. I am, I'm good with the job that Ollie's doing. And I 
and considering the form and the team we have, I'd rather see him play out the year and see how it goes than make a jump change again within, you know, within a calendar year. I don't think that's good for the team. Um, I don't think it's good for the young guys. So, so you might without Pope right now as well, an important piece of information. Well, yeah. I, um, uh, shout out to our, uh, our boy Nico. Um, he had, uh, tweeted out, uh, an article from talk sport. There was a former Manchester United player, uh, Alan Brazil, um, has it on, um, on a very legitimate source saying that Pogba will never play for Man United again. And that's kind of what half of this is about. There was a, a video that came out like a week or two ago of him playing basketball and he's supposed to have an ankle injury, um, or a foot injury or whatever it is. Uh, basically he's just biding his time until January. So is that the NBA game? Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, at this point, like I see what our team is without him and I'm willing Mm -hmm. to continue to like, if, if, if selling him and his wages buys us the equity to bring in one or two young guys that can fill some of that depth, I'm, I'm all in, like I'm, I'm totally in on, the young guys were playing and the direction we're heading, the rebuild we're heading that. And there's not a lot of United fans out there that are probably going to agree with me. In fact, you know, I think most United fans just tell me I'm an idiot. I mean, that we have enough money to go buy whoever we want. And that's just not the case anymore because not everyone's just coming to United anymore. That's, I think that it's smart to build through the youth system and, and start again. So that's my two cents. Here's my, I have a controversial take on Pogba. I don't think he's that good. Everyone, Thinks he's amazing. Top five in the world. I haven't seen that shit since the World Cup. I will I will tell you this, and I I don't I, I can't say that I agree with you, but um, you know, I've I've gone back and forth over the last couple of years because for for my take, uh Sir Alex Ferguson, other than one player who he didn't actually see to scout, like he didn't miss on people. Like he was an incredible evaluator of talent. And he let Pogba walk for like the whatever the minimum signing was to Juventus for like five hundred thousand. That was right at the end of his tenure. He let Pogba walk, and he went to Juventus, tore it up, played really well. And United's like, oh, we'll buy you back. You know, Ferguson's gone. We'll buy you back ninety million pounds or whatever it is. And I like, I think everyone in the world sees the talent, but I don't think Pogba actually cares about being the best player in the world. I think he cares about being famous. I think he cares about making money. I think he cares about like the prestige and and everything that it's afforded with that. But there's no, like, there's no real, I don't see any fire. I don't see any drive. I don't see any passion for, for winning. Um, other than, you know, he, he did look like he cared in the world cup to win it for his home country. Like you, and you saw how good he was when he cared. I, I just don't see a world where that happens, you know. And if he goes to Real Madrid and he doesn't perform, like, where's the excuses for him anymore? Like, are that you're unhappy or whatever it is? Like, I just think he lacks the the drive. But the talent is. You can't be motivated talent, by being on Manchester United. The talent's undeniable. Issues. I I don't know. I mean, it's it is what it is. You know, Manchester's not for everybody. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, Jim, when you look at United yeah. right now, okay, so so you're good on Ollie. Yep. What's your, you know, if you could re- have a reset now? I mean, what are we? What are we? A third of the way through the season at this point? Um, yeah, roughly. Okay, so if you have a reset and an assessment of where should you go, you've got Europa, 
You've got, um, I don't remember if you're in the Carabao Cup still, but FA. But, you know, what are you looking for the rest of the year coming into the festive fixtures as well? Um, so we are still in the Carabao. We actually have uh, Mighty Colchester as our next, ah, uh, they're, next they're game. They're beasts. Look out yes, for they are. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, familiar foes of the pod here. Um, so we have them <laughs> coming up. Um, <laughs> that was fucking disgraceful. That was the start of Poach's downfall, that game. Um, we have, you know, uh, we actually are traveling 10,000 miles to Kazakhstan uh, this week, which sounds like <laughs> fucking hell. Uh, nice. The greatest country in the world. Yeah, yeah, Europa, <laughs> in the Europa League. Um, you know, we're sitting in what? What was it? Tenth place, ninth place in the in the Premier League. Um, I think tenth place, maybe. Anyway, right there with you. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, I would like, I would like to see. I would like to see us, I think, legitimately compete for top six still. I don't think that's out of out of the realm just in the season that we're having. I think we're we have some pretty like pretty clear teams. Um five you know, down is very close. That yeah, difference I think, between four and five is is large, but five think, is not far away. I think it's five to what five to fourteen is all within like three or four points. Mm-hmm. Um so I would like to see, you know, Correct. at least compete for top six. So and then early still compete for top six. And, you know, as far as like the care about cup, like I would like to see them compete in that with nothing but like the fucking U 23 team. Like just let those kids run out and get competition. Uh, so like experience. regular starting lineup. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, pretty much we're the youngest team in the premier league. Um, and I'm not as, I'm not embarrassed by that. Like I'm actually fucking stoked about that. Cause I think there's lots of good guys that are playing out there. Brandon um, Williams looks like he's 16 years old. He might be. I don't know. He's, <laughs> no, he's like he's, 19, he's 17. Right? I think he's 17. So young. Anyway. Um, yeah. Gosh, so many young boys on the team. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that got creepy. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, I mean, like I would love to see him, the, I'd love to make, see him make a Carabao Cup run, and you know, I think that um, like a, a deep competitive run in Europa League would also be good. But really, just push for top six, compete, show consistency, um, show growth amongst the young players. Um, those are all things I outlined. I think on this pod, no more than like a month, month and a half ago. Like those are qualifying successes for me. Um, and, and, you know, maybe look to either if we can find a bargain in, in January or, or hold on and look to strengthen, you know, one or two more pieces in the summer. And, and as those kids continue to grow and, and get that competitive balance, look to compete in the next year or two. So that's really where qualifying success is. I think European football is important for their development. So yeah, Europa League will do. Yeah. it's, It's not the champions league, but it's pretty damn close. Still cool, especially yeah. in the in the knockout rounds. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So maybe a little mention of results in the Premier League table, real quick. What do you guys think? Or Jimmy, do you have more on United you want to share? Uh oh. Do you hear him? Can you guys hear? I've got you, Mike. Oh, no, Jimmy. Can you hear me? Got, got you. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering if you had any more United uh, opining before. Maybe we talked about where the Premier League is at a third of the way through the year. Oh uh, no, I think we've we've wrung that towel out. I'm 
I think uh, we're good. I'm, I am honestly, I'm full Zen. I am in a good place with how everything's going. Um, exactly. Excellent. Well, Premier League wise, Leicester, second place. Thoughts, sustainability, commentary. They look great. Can't deny it. I ha- actually have a Leicester connection through work. It's a it's a girl I used to work with. Her husband is a huge, huge, huge Leicester fan for, for a while, and I just haven't written wrote, written him a message yet. So I promise you, I will do that. And we're gonna line up a Leicester guest. We have to get a Leicester guest. Pick him up. Pick him up. And you gotta love and Jamie Vardy. Jamie Vardy's having a party. A party party. Do you feel like we let Woodhams, the league in goals? Do you feel like we let Woodhams down by not letting him just be a Leicester fan? He should be. He should be. I thought you push guys him, bullied. Him. You guys bullied him into hey, Everton. Hey, hey, Ugh. he hey. answers the question. Hey, the uh, the Anton Jameson question was really the crux of that whole <laughs> test. Unbelievable, <laughs> amazing. I forget how did he get. How did he sneak in there? It's incredible. <laughs> what a what a weird reference. Like it was really a really weird. fun test though as i was listening to it live i was very much enjoying and the way that woodhams was answering too was really funny it's very analytical and it just he worked was serious yeah yeah it's great it's yeah. great good episode excellent quiz oh. yeah we should very uh, well listen to actually that's got i think 42 uh listens so yeah. Least, yeah somebody somebody was listening to it i don't know good well i could too. I couldn't. Yeah. Oh, it was a great title. I couldn't believe that you know we were at like 35 listens and we texted. We're like, "Wow, this has been pretty good." And Helder's like, "Yeah, I haven't listened to it." Yet. I was like, "Holy fuck, we got to 35 <laughs> listens." Another. And Helder hasn't listened yet. Incredible. Yeah. True. Hey, Helder. Hey, Helder. Man, how you doing? Yeah, the foxes in second place. I mean, I don't see why they can't keep it up. I mean, you look at their form. <laughs> they got I want to see lose. I want to see them lose some games, and they haven't been. They've they've got a bunch of one goal wins. They could lose. That's, they've looked fallible at times. Here's here's the difference though, like between this year and last year, is those games they were kind of slipping and tying, which is what allowed City to crawl back and eventually pass them. Um, as long as they're not going to tie a bunch of these games and they're going to pull off even one goal wins, it's going to be very hard to catch them this year, yeah. unfortunately. We'll see injury. Indeed, and then we have uh, City, of course. Liverpool, Leicester, City right there. City looks points. vulnerable as well, too. I think they tied today in Champions League. I believe they I tied. They I think they're already going the to. They're already. They are. They're, yeah. I don't know if the group is wrapped up. They definitely have knockout. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's, not, it's, it's wrapped up, though. And then Chelsea in fourth. They did have a weak group. Chelsea lost to Man City. Um, two to one this weekend and i thought they they played him pretty tough though did you watch uh i caught like the um so when i don't get to watch the games i haven't been going back in gold pass but nbc sports does like a literally like a 16 to 20 minute highlight package of each game that they put on youtube like maybe an hour or two after the game yeah so you can catch like all the pertinent stuff like wow um, so i've been catching up on that way and i watched that one it was you know, I thought Chelsea. You know, Chelsea got the early goal with Conte, um, but I thought they played pretty well. Um, they pushed City. So I googled Conte, and he was part of the Leicester winning mm-hmm. squad. And I saw that uh, Mares was also part of the Leicester yes. squad. Yes, 
Amazing squad. I think they only won with 81 points I saw as well, which is so interesting Interesting to me because since I've been watching last year, like the teams score absurd amounts. So you can't lose a game. 81 yeah. points is a lot of losses. Like not Spurs could have won, Michael, if you were around for that. Like Spurs were right there. Was and it Arsenal they blew it. two, Spurs three? Yeah, but Spurs were, you know, four or five weeks to play. They were right there. But, but Leicester also, found a way. Just found a way. Yeah. That it was the first time that Tottenham qualified for Champions League that year. Uh, they had qualified, I think, the year before. Uh, you might be right, actually. Yeah, because that I think they were fifth, that wasn't, 14, 15. That wasn't, the first, that wasn't the first time ever. They made it in 2010, 2011. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I guess I mean under the poach. It was yeah. the first time yeah. during poach, yeah. Okay. Right, he yeah. finished fifth his first year, 14, 15, 15, 16. Leicester won it, and we finished third. That was brutal. And finished behind Arsenal. Like on the last day of the season, we lost to a relegated Newcastle, nil to five. I have read about that one. Well, that was coming right off of that heated game. Um, the well, Battle of the like Bridge. Week. Yeah, exactly. It was horrible. Yeah, Dembele. Yeah, Dembele poked out, um, I don't know if it was Murata or someone's eyes. And got suspended like three games. <laughs> what? That's the game where you know the Dyer Eric Dyer highlight film where it's like, I think I think people talk about Tottenham and I don't like it. And I don't think any of the boys like it either. And then he takes out like five guys, and then the little girl goes, Jesus Christ! That's from the Chelsea game. All those highlights. It was a brutal game. Like eleven yellow cards or something crazy. I mean, that's a great segue into uh, what we've got going on at Tottenham. <sighs> Dyer's uh, time. <laughs> Hey, like a lot of time. Although he gets subbed out in what the twenty first minute. Well, that was, a ta- that was a tactical change. You know, down to nothing. I think that you're going to see lots of Eric Dyer. I like that uh, substitution a lot. You never see a sub in the twentieth minute. Pochettino wouldn't have done it. I'm uh, I'm going to leave you boys right here to wax. Um, yeah, <laughs> like on, on on Tottenham. Thanks, Jim. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to it later. You guys take care. Devil, are you out. getting out of here for? He's getting out of here for a little bit. He's bailing. Is he's he going to join? No, he's got a bail. He's got a bail for the night. Oh, he does. Yeah, ten fifteen, buddy. Oh, so, God. given oh. that, uh, where do we start with what has happened, Michael? Where do we start with what has happened? I mean, let's start. Where did you th- find out? I'm sure it was. Oh no no oh wow wow. <laughs> um, I was in the hospital. Yeah. And my God, what a! I think I talked about it a little bit, and I don't want to go too in detail about what happened. But my daughter had two seizures within an hour. I saw the second one, and it was just uh, oh, it was a tough. I'd say we had a very very tough 24 hours. We were in the hospital Tuesday night, bunch of tests Wednesday. Emotionally exhausted. Bottom line is she's. You know, from the podcast perspective, she's a okay. We got some follow up information, but there's a lot waiting. There's a lot of waiting around in the hospital. So, like, I wasn't. If I was looking up stuff, it was it was soccer. But you had sent a text that just said "poach out." Yep. And then it was all silent because that was actually, I believe, it was Tuesday night. It was the night we were actually in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning. We were waiting for Abby to get her MRI, which is a whole – at that point, I was on like two hours of sleep, so I was just emotionally wrecked. 
and you're giving your 18-month-old daughter up for the MRI, which is already questionable. You're contemplating radi- you know, radiation and all, all that stuff, which whatever. But um, you Yeah, know, they the, the hospital out. is they not an anxiety-reducing uh, place. No, no, not by any stretch of the imagination. Like sleeping is impossible in a hospital. I don't think people appreciate that enough. So how can it's you recover true. if you don't sleep? Like I, that's my biggest complaint about hospitals in, gen- in general. Don't have – they had four monitors on her, otherwise a healthy child. And that's that's the whole point of it. Like she's come back and bounced back. She, she doesn't even know what's going on. But the fact that she it's got – to hear, to, man. To six hours, you know. I don't know how much sleep she got. She got like nothing. We got nothing. You're handing over your child to be knocked out. It's just like a whole shit show. But worst day ever. All that's to say is the first thing I looked at when I woke up Wednesday morning was something that said Jose Mourinho was hired, and I was like, "What?" (laughs) So I got a text from Timbo the night before. It said, "Poach out." And then I had, I read in the morning Jose in. It's just like, how? How did yeah. this happen? It how was fast. It was fast. Yeah, same. I, I had a very busy Tuesday at work, and I quick checked Twitter in between meetings, and it had happened. Um, and I was really bummed and odd feeling about it. For odd sure. feeling, and I decided to stay away from social media and just. Think about the last five and a half years and be grateful. And it wasn't that it didn't floor me like I thought it would. Like the media has been talking about Pochettino at different times. Like it's been rare since he's been relatively successful, especially when coming from where Spurs had expectations when he got the job. But the media the last like three years at different points has asked whether he would continue to be there, whether it's through being sacked less less common or leaving for another team so i think i had mentally prepared myself um you know when he after the champions league when he talked about the fact that he might have left after the final if if they would have won would have been a perfect yeah, exit for him it, it would have it, it's a shame they, they couldn't win and the handball and all that shit but yeah i think i wasn't that surprised at uh at that but the Mourinho hiring was was more surprising to me more shocking to me that they would do it that they would pay the money that That he would take that that he would take it and and so yeah i found out the next morning and i was pretty blown away yeah i mean what do you what's your take on pochettino trophy wise you know yeah i think i think if you're talking about trophies um First of all, I think that I think that one thing you need to keep in mind is only a select number of teams are even competing for trophies on a yearly yeah. basis, right? Yeah. So you have Slim. that baseline four. of of four and to six three teams. of them are Man City. Yeah, right. So so you have that baseline of very select few teams in the Premier League in England are competing for trophies on a yearly basis, and you know you have one freak sneak in there every once in a while, like a Leicester or a Wigan Athletic who won the FA Cup, I think, like 10 years ago. It was really cool. Um, but the fact that people are pointing to Spurs not having won trophies during Pochettino's era just just emphasizes the impact that he's had on the club. The fact that it's now an expectation, maybe not an expectation, but but uh, 
you got to do this. You've done so much. You've got to do this. You're right there at that level. So that right there, I think, illustrates what he did for the club. And uh, I, I've only had one manager uh, at Tottenham That's since I've been following him. That's why. 14, 15, I started his first year in charge. Uh-huh. And so I think I'll, I'll evaluate his, his era in 10 years. It's, and I'll let you know what I think. Switch. Yeah. Yeah. I but mean, I absolutely love it. It's undeniable man. immediately to me what he did for the club. I, I, I think right with the new, uh, of course I'm new to the whole game, but to see them from what I understand, we're kind of like an upper mid table squad Yes, for a very long time would sneak into the top six every once in a while. But now when you talk about top six of the premier league, with the exception of this year, obviously, but when you say top six, you think Tottenham. Absolutely. And that's the point I think right there. And, and the the period of time with the new stadium, right, and getting us through Wembley and still qualifying from the Champions League and making that run in the new stadium to the Champions League final was so critical and a, a, a foundational step in building the club into a into a big club. And I think that they're almost there. So hopefully Jose can you know get on board. Uh, I'm getting on board, and I don't like the guy uh, personally. I didn't like his demeanor at United and stuff, but I'm going to back him and. Um, I just I don't know enough brain. about him because he must have been great at some point to, to won a lot of trophies. Like Michael, he has won everywhere, literally every club he's been at, he's won yeah. trophies. So you, you can't deny that, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know how how he uh, how he handles things. So yeah, maybe we should maybe we should talk about that. And you is know, he, he's Argentinian, isn't he? He's uh, Portuguese. Uh, Por- he's Portuguese. Portuguese. That's right. He ro- he won with Porto, right? He won with Champions Porto. League with Porto. He did. Which he is did. his most unlikely. And then he won with Inter? Correct. That's when I loved Inter, actually, in college. And they won with Diego Melito and Samuel Eto and Wesley Ibra. Schneider. And, and he, did, uh, he was with Ibra in, in Manchester United. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I also don't know, Real. Man. He was also with Real. What did you think of the game on Saturday? Well, I, I thought it was encouraging. I think it was. I think they're going to get a bump regardless with a new manager. Yeah. You want to prove yourself, all that kind of stuff. And and the way win, Pochettino went, and yeah, the way win was huge. I think my concerns, if I had to go like pros and cons real quick, maybe we should do that. Pros, he's he's won everywhere he's gone. He's got a great pedigree. Uh, pro number two, he speaks his mind and his English is a little better, and he. He talks about winning more than Pochettino did. Pochettino talked about the project and the building, but he didn't quite convert us into expecting to win language. And that's yeah. where Jose is going to, I think, motivate the squad and hopefully. Um, they look know, motivated. They Deli do. Ali is a new, the, well, new yeah. guy here. I I'm like that he sat Erickson. I like that he sat Rose. I like that he sat Vertonghen. I liked our front four. It looked like magic. He's playing Lucas. Uh, which that is, top four is our best. Like, I like Deli Alley was playing in the Erickson role. Mm-hmm. Erickson, what the hell? What the hell has happened? It, it's He's a shell of himself. It's, it's a motivational so issue. He's ready to move on. He's How is that? Mo- Man, it's just odd. It's odd to see. And maybe he's just... I don't know. Maybe he's not that good. 
he is that good and he'll go somewhere and be great again. And it's the message, you know, Pochettino, he lost the message with him and he got ready to leave. And then we wouldn't sell him in the off season. And now he's just like, fine, I'll play out my contract. Uh, I think it really is a motivation issue. It was, it was crazy to see that as soon as Deli Alley came off and Erickson came back on Rose got big back in the game. Davies went on the bench that they immediately looked the same as they have all season, which is not good. It's true. Erickson did have a nice free kick into Harry for the header. Uh, today. That. It was beautiful. Or was that on uh, Saturday? Yeah, that was today. That was today. today. So that was a uh, one flash. But other than that, he hasn't done anything memorable this whole season. Like, think about it. Is there a moment you can think of where you're like, no. oh, nice, Erickson? And he was just crucial to Champions League last year. Like, Champions League, he excelled. I remember the Inter goal. Do you remember that goal? I do. Little flick, a little lefty pass from Deli Alley, which he, he Deli Alley, when he's at his best, he's creating offensively in or, midfield, room to yeah. roam, room to be creative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's exciting. It's nice to see him back to his old self a little bit. It is. And, you know, I, I do think before we move on from Pochettino, it was really cool to see. Um, obviously, Jose said all the right things as he would, but. The players, like Harry, went over to his house the next day. Daly said he went over to his house the next day. If you haven't They're seen friends. the interview, it's like it's. I get like a little emotional about it. It's like Daly, you gotta understand, right? I, I Daly came in, I think the year that the year I started or the year after. And he was eighteen from MK Dons, a League One side. Okay, they they got him for five mil, and he was a revelation. He scored that beautiful goal against Crystal Palace where he. Bounced it off his chest, volleyed in. <laughs> I'm so dirty. He scores pretty goals. He looks awkward yes. at times, but he just scores like, the prettiest goals I've ever seen. He does. He's lanky. Um, but, yeah, he came up, though, and, and he had a, a pedigree that was very aggressive. He would get triggered by opposing defenders a lot, Michael. Like, he got several yellow cards for reacting, for people picking at him. Because um, he was playing in League One, so it was like you gotta stand up for yourself, kind of deal. And Pochettino groomed him and helped him helped him grow up as a person and helped him grow up as a player. And I thought it was cool to see the interviews from the players all saying that they went and saw him and um, just kind of wrap things up there. And, and I mean, players already playing well, so yeah, players and supporters. If you hate Pochettino, you've just got a problem with the world. I don't think there's many out there. I am concerned though. To go back to Jose, the number one concern I have is our youth system um, because we saw what he did at United and he wants older players. He wants to spend a lot. We saw a graphic that showed the most money ever spent by managers, and he's number one. So he's been given huge war chests of money, and I just think that the it's going to be fascinating to watch Daniel Levy. Does he decide to give him actual funds or – is he going to hold off and maybe not give it to, to Jose? And if that happens, what you'll see is Jose criticizing the chairman. Like, and there's going to be a rift at some point. It's just how it goes. Good. So I wonder what it's going to be like. on this team then. Yeah. And so will the rest of the fan base. <laughs> I mean, I know, but I mean, you Levy's also a lightning rod. Prudent. Yeah. I respect Levy, but we'll see how this relationship develops. It's going to be really interesting. And then you have uh, Sacramento, who is the number two that, uh, that Jose signed. Um, and he's like an absolute wizard. He's not ever Portugal, played. Right? Portugal. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's been groomed, and he's like a great brain. Um, 
but it's going to be interesting him as the number two, how he, how he works with the players and, you know, Jose was ready to go. That's the interesting thing. And actually it's something that rubs me the wrong way about how this was all set up. If you do read through things, uh, Jose knew this was coming and he already had his staff picked out. They were there the next day. Um, they pushed the initial training to the afternoon, but like they were there, they were on call ready to bail. And that just kind of bothers me a little bit. Listen, I can't believe they didn't give Pochettino the full season. I really can't believe it. Same. Same. It was an odd firing. In the, it, it was a week into – I think it was like a week and a half into the international break. Yeah. So maybe the conversation happened at the start of the international break. I, I don't – I, I think it was I, – I don't know. I feel like it was uh, – I am shocked that Jose but, wanted to come to Tottenham. I really am. But that – to go back to what Pochettino turned the club into and the fact that, oh, you didn't win trophies and that's the expectation, the fact that Jose Mourinho is our manager shows you that Spurs are a big club. Spurs are a big club. Um, the fact that he didn't want to come here is is outstanding and exciting, and he loves the facilities, of course. You know what they've built, what Levy has built. So give Levy credit because he attracted a, a high-level manager. And keep in mind too, Levy has wanted Mourinho for some time. 2007, he tried to get him. 2011 or 12, he tried to get him, and uh, they he ended up going with someone else, um, Mourinho. Um, and so this is this is kind of full circle. And Levy, I think, said, "I got to try and go for this," but it is a risk. So we're gonna have to see how it plays out. It'll be interesting. What have you What have you seen, Michael? Um, I really liked that they didn't try to painfully play it out of the back on Saturday. <laughs> that was, that was nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's like watching, style. it's like watching a stepdad come in and <laughs> come into yes. your family and <laughs> hug your, hug your siblings. <laughs> hug, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just stay away Harry from Kane's kind of like, you know, he's your brother. That's like, he's not so bad. <laughs> you know, uh, I whatever. You know, I, I've got a lot going on in my life, so th- I have to admit that the the manager switch, while interesting and research worthy, I'm just like, let's see how it goes. Absolutely. And I honestly think we called in an earlier podcast. We'll never go back and listen. But I remember saying that Pochettino is going to get fired. Jose is going to come in and we're going to win the Champions League as a joke. I was probably teasing Jimmy or something. It might have been like end of last season. Like I, I remember saying this at some point. But I do too. I remember you saying it. So well done there. And speaking of Champions League, uh, what did you see today? Did you catch I didn't any watch? I didn't get to watch. I'm a little behind on leave at the moment. But I was following along closely. I know we were down 2-0. And, uh, yeah, I, I really said nothing as soon as you hung up there, but <laughs> I didn't watch. Yeah, well, I did uh, in between meetings. I missed maybe the first 30 minutes, which is when I think they scored their two, two. goals on Olympiacos. Had one, yeah, two before 20 minutes, I believe. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, that's brutal. And now it's going to be a pressure-packed final match against Bayern away in Germany. Son of a bitch. Uh, and then – Apparently a good halftime talk. Delhi got gifted a goal right before uh, halftime stoppage time. Yeah, and it was a total gaffe by their defender. He mm-hmm. whiffed on a ball, and Delhi just tapped it in. I so could have lucky. watched forty minutes, but I didn't want to pay the three bucks. 
because I had a meeting from three to four. Got out at four, and I was my whole plan was to pick up Abby early from daycare. So I was like, I want to pay the three bucks for forty minutes. And they, and then I had because I had looked at uh, ESPN, and I saw that Harry Kane equalized in the fiftieth minute. I was like, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> It was lovely. It was it was a lovely move. Mora passing into Harry in a clinical finish. Don't forget the ball um, boy. The ball boy, yeah, that was beautiful. And then Jose <laughs> running down the touchline to hug the ball boy. That was pretty great. That's what you got to love about Jose. Man. <laughs> yeah. He is a goofball. He is a personality. It's going to be entertaining uh, to have him. I mean, listen, side. I'm a well-known Josie lover from a content perspective on the on the pod. Well, we'll be pl- getting plenty of content now that he's just never thought he'd be ours. I know, I know. Yeah, it was a good comeback though. Two uh, one at halftime, and then Harry with a nice clinical finish, and then Serge Aurier. If you haven't seen that highlight yet, first uh, Tottenham goal, I believe. Uh, Champions League, first time. He got one pulled back in uh, Premier League earlier this year. Uh, it might be his first one this year overall, uh, but I know he's scored in the Premier League. Um, he looks great. Scores. He looks great under Jose in two games, of course. He's he an does. Idiot. He hasn't he's made his stupid ass mistakes, but he sometimes does stupid shit in defense. Um, but he's, he's, he's at least forward. he's fulfilling a trip role in the last two games, I would say. That is spot on. And he, he one-timed it daily with a beautiful piece. Watch that passage of play if you get a chance. Uh, I've watched all the uh, – Okay. All the goals. So, yeah, I don't so, think I've seen the surge. Well, the surge is beautiful because Daly makes an unbelievably cool move into the box and then pivots out, hits a cross. Sonny slightly defects it with a header. And surge bounce off the ground, volleys it straight into the net. It's a beautiful, beautiful shot and well-earned. And then Harry, of course, with a with a slanting header. Ooh. Erickson crossed. It was just lovely. Uh, so clinical. Mm-hmm. And Tottenham through no chance at the number one spot in that group, but no, but uh, you know, you can rest people at Bayern now. Um, mm-hmm. You don't need to put out a, a full side and you're through to the knockout. Part of me wanted success, that, I wanted that Bayern game to me, to mean the top of the group after the seven, two thrashing they put on us at home, but who cares? We'll take, we'll take going through though, Michael, like think uh-huh. about last year. Um, we were horrible in the initial three games, one point after three games. And think about 2016 when this is the first time I had seen Spurs in the Champions League. I was so excited for Spurs to be in the Champions League. I'm wow. so spoiled. They're in the Champions League. This yeah. is insane. And then they're not going to be able to handle out. when they're not. <laughs> That's what I'm only. saying. Yeah. So don't take it for granted because they crashed out. They played horribly. They didn't make it through the group stages. And then I say that they I made it through. I say that I was a fan of Tottenham last year, but I watched a lot of Champions League the year before because it was Wednesdays when I was teleworking. I remember that they lost the uh, second leg. They were up against, I think it was Juventus 2-0 Juventus. or something. Yes, Dybala. And I remember Dybala that. It's horrible. That he scored a sweet goal today. He's very good. Yeah. He's a very good player. I'd still love to get him in January. Yeah, that's that, that was a tough one to Juve. Uh, 2-1 loss, and they won on away goals, I think. Um, final eight? Final final 16 is the knockout rounds. Yeah, but did, I think that was the final eight. I think they beat some. It was, it was the 16. It was the 16. Yep. Gotcha. It was the first one of the of the knockouts, and just brutal. But the fact that they got through. They got through the knockouts, and then the next year they did a little bit better. 
Um, so it's it's great to see him get through again, and who knows with Jose, you know, we'll take take us. Champions take a League is a lot of fun, but there are some shit teams. Yeah, in, I mean in the group, Olympiacos, Red Star, not that exciting. Bayern, obviously, class. Once you get through to the knockouts, though, man, it's pure. Oh yeah, it's very oh, pure. I think I've said it a few times on the pod that I like Champions League more than all of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So anything else that you want to say about Pochettino before we move on from him? Because I, I don't know how many more times we're going to cite him during the pod. And it makes me. We'll say that. it. We'll say his name a lot. He'll he'll slowly phase out of our lives. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we're about at rant time, Michael, if you're uh, if you're so inclined. Uh, um. You got anything? Yeah. Yeah. I just got to thank you for Mauricio. Um, I, again, I'll, I'll go back and look in 10 years at what this era meant, but I think it was, I think it will prove to be the most important period in modern history since the sixties when they won a title, um, because of getting through to the new stadium, because of building up a brand, because of, um, changing the way that people think about Spurs and he was uh, uh, a kind human and a loyal human um, to the club, to the supporters, to the players, and uh, and he will be missed. He will be missed greatly. But this is also a cycle of football, and this is how things go. And the fact that we got five and a half years with one manager just to begin with is reflective of a successful tenure. Um, you know, it's it's fickle, and you see what happens. One year, you start fucking up. You gone. Yeah. The fact that he hung on that long is great, and it was fun to to get my Spurs chops cut uh, under Mauricio Pochettino, and he is magic, you know. And what's cool about him is he's going to get a good job. He's going to get get a good job and a fair shake at at things next. I, th- I see him being linked to the Bayern job. I love that for him. Yeah. I that'd be cool. That'd be a cool job. Absolutely. But, We'll see. Real looks like shit under Zidane, and I could. I would love to see Pochettino at Real. I mean, I, I have a hard time believing that I'm not going to follow him and his teams for forever in my my soccer career. So, agreed. Yeah, I'll miss him for Me sure. Me too. Me too. But uh, I guess my rant is just. Uh, no one from my work will ever listen to this, but I work with some very sweet people, and I appreciate them and what they, you know, the flexibility they give me and just how nice they've been to me all week. And I think the message there is that I think think humans are generally, they have the right intentions in mind and they're that, that most people are, are out for good. Of course, there's exceptions to that, like sociopaths and everything. But yeah, most most people are most people are good, and I'm I'm feeling the love this week, and it's been an odd week, but it's uh, starting to feel normal at this point. So that's really it. Nice to have distractions as well. It's so. good to have people who recognize when you need encouragement or when you. Um, you know, not sit idly by when a helping hand or a helping word or 
whatever you, they know it'll cheer you up and they, and they do it and they follow through with it because it'd be easier not to say anything and stay in a stay out of the way and i agree with you i think most people are can be have the capacity to be compassionate right attention and that's yeah. always encouraging because we we have our cynical moments on the podcast and in general uh, i have my cynical moments and i agree i think the majority are are good so yeah. it's good to hear so, man. that's really it so what i'm looking forward the music to, will to start at this point. is a borat outro kazakhstan is the greatest yeah. Country in the world. All <laughs> other countries are run by little girls. It's nice. <laughs> and then after many years, her vision hang like sleeve of wizard. <laughs> My wife? She's dead? <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> Pamela. 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 Do not try shrink the, shrink me, Gypsy. Do not use your tears. You may use your tears. I will look upon your treasures. Is this understood? I will look on them. Is this okay. understood? Amazing. I can't believe Jimmy's squad is going to Kazakhstan. That's a great shout-out. Great shout-out. Europa League is an odd place. We, we did praise it, and I still stick by that. I think Europa League is, is good. Yep. It's a odd tournament odd squads and i think it's the same thing as the champions league you really see the quality in the knockout rounds uh cover some, wolves. yeah because i think they made it to the knockout rounds wolves I believe someone just signed through. a new contract with wolves i like the wolves i pay I, i'm uh i'm on the uh wolves subreddit they won against slovan bratislava Sloton Bratislava. Bratislava. And, uh, yeah, Europa League-wise, um, you're correct. You're correct. They they are going through. Um, you know, it's a fun team to watch. It's a fun team to watch. They had I to think go we all qualifying. And, all, and actually, they're... They Second in their group. They finished with nine. Well, not they're, they're up with their relegation zone. Do you know where they are now on the table? They're fifth. They're fifth. They're yeah, they're fifth. in good shape. We were just they're talking about shape. Wolves in relegation zone, like, I feel like maybe four weeks ago at most. And they were. They hadn't they won were. a game. They're That's four. how the Premier League is, though, early in the season, especially this year. Like, it's just a lot of movement, and we're only a third of the way through. You've got United, who's probably going to win their group, looking, looking pretty good. Actually, I think they are through at least with a place wolves are on nine points after four matches. So they need one more point, I think to guarantee getting through, uh, they're second in the group, but you have some weird teams. Like you said, you've got Istanbul, Basak, you have Wolfsburg, which you kind of know Roma know from one. Syria, Monchen Gladbach, which I think is another, uh, German squad. Like AZ Alkmaar from the Dutch league. Yeah. Jose or Josie, excuse me. Espanol, by the way, just a oh, shout yeah, out to Espanol. Um, they're on ten points and it looks like they're close to going through if they can get another point or two. That'd be awesome to see them do on the Europa League. Uh, it's one of my favorite squads. So are we out? Do, do Champions League squads still drop down into Europa League? At this, they point? do. They do. Done? I think. I think it's after the. 
I think it's after the group stage they start dropping. I think so. We got to look that up. Let's validate yeah. that for the next call because that'd be interesting. To look I'm always at. that. That's always very confusing to me about Europa League. I'm like, huh? Look yeah. at that. <laughs> There's already some down there that were in Champions League qualifying. Yeah, I don't know how that works. We're going to have to look that one up. All right, so the Wolves, since they lost to Chelsea 5-2, I believe this was back in... Oh, fuck. That was a long time ago. But they beat Man City right after that, 2-0. Tied Southampton. Tied Newcastle. They tied Arsenal. Beat Villa, beat Burnmouth. They haven't lost in a very long time is the, the point of that rant. Yeah. So. Yep. It's good shit. Yeah, man. Up the Wolves. Up like the it. Wolves. Up the Wolves. Up the Wolves. Good night, man. All right, Michael. we talk to you later. Are you going to stop the recording? Yep. Sweet.